Hey everybody, welcome to the second attempt to record this episode. Uh, like last episode, I had some technical difficulties, but it's all good. We back. We back with a cool thought podcast. Yo ass decided you was gonna come back and participate in this, which I am definitely appreciating everybody who's coming back every episode to check it out. Um like you might have heard me on the last episode and maybe even on my IG, I did not anticipate so many people listening to the podcast so soon in its creation that I thought honestly thought I would have a little bit of time to get the hang of this and really set my podcast up with the flow and the rhythm that I really have seen for this. Um, I have an idea on how I want these episodes to go. I have an idea on what type of episodes I want to create. And I thought I had a little bit of time to, you know, kind of figure it all out. But y'all like, nah, I'm in this. I want to know what you're talking about. Y'all growing with me. I appreciate it. And I'm going to continue to grow and make some of the dopest content I can create out of the South Side of Chicago. This episode, we is going to be purely a review um, about This Is Us. I don't know if you've seen the movie yet. If you have not, this whole episode is full of spoilers. I mean, it's been a week. If you did not support on the first weekend, you weak as hell because we need to get any pure black lead films, all the box office sales that we can possibly get them. So you basically got to see any black movie in the first weekend. So if you ain't seen it yet, that's on you. You just going to miss out on this episode. And to help me talk about This Is Us this week, it's, I have... What? You talking about Us? This oh, The movie is not called This Is Us. It's called Us. Us, yeah. All right. <laughs> My bad. What? My bad. I was going to stop you, but I was like, wait a minute. Did he say This Is Us yeah. or Us? No. But no, it's Us. Yeah. So that blunt put This Is in front of the rest of the title. Y'all gotta understand that I am not even an occasional smoker. I am a blue moon smoker. <laughs> like, every, once every so once in a while. And so, I, I had two halves of a blunt. So, I you do the math. I think that's But you know what? One. That's why this conversation is gonna be one of the greatest conversations on the podcast. Yup. Because this is, a, this is a great time to be alive. Yup. And this is pure experimenting. Like I said... Y'all growing with me. I'm going to find out today. Should you do a podcast while intoxicated? Or should you continue <laughs> to do this sober? We're going to find out today together. Dun, dun, dun. Talking about us. <laughs> Just want to remind you that the voice you hear sounds super familiar. Because that is the filmmaker, San Nicole. She had to come through. Because there's no one where I could have talked about a film. Without <laughs> somebody who knows a little bit more about. Because I'm... I'm strictly an audience. You know, she might have some technical aspects. Well, no, I think audience perspective is just as just as important as the filmmaker perspective. Okay, sure. okay. So tell me what you what was your first reaction? How many times have you seen it? I've seen it twice. Okay, I seen. It. I've only seen it once. Yeah. I gave, I made sure they support it. And actually, uh, when me and Clint went and saw it, you know, sitting behind us. 
Uh, she told me. Yeah. <laughs> she said Chance was in behind. Yeah, Chance. And I was Andrew. like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was talking about the movie the whole time, too. That's great. He was shout out to doing Chance. The like, shout out to Chance and Social Works. I just want to segue. Um, they did a Black History Month um, uh, film festival here in Chicago at uh, Icon. And it was like so nice. Like the films were like really, really dope. Because like every film festival that I've been to with Trainer Wheels, like the film festivals and like the content don't be like all the way dope, like right. on that level every time. Right. Um, but like it was like really, really quality stuff and um they reached out and really showed us a lot of love. And you know, I took Z and we had a good time. So shout out awesome. to Chance and yeah. Social Works. I'm sure that it was an awesome event as long as he wasn't there because Vamp talked through movies. Oh, uh, the he whole talk, time? He, he was talking the entire time. <laughs> the entire. And he got like such a pronounced voice. Oh, yeah. And he stuff had that. like that. You yeah. know, like it wasn't. <laughs> I, I was like, I, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But chill out. But congratulations to them because they was fresh off their honeymoon. Oh, congratulations! And stuff like Chance that. And so, shouts out to them. Just uh, you know, being in I love. I don't need that experience again. I don't want to watch movies with Chance ever again. <laughs> ever like I would never invite him to watch Game of Thrones. Oh no. Nah. No. We no. Oh no! It, somebody will be kicked out if yeah. that ever happened while Game of Thrones. Yeah, it, yeah. That is like a that's like a law. You that's breaking the you, law. Your beautiful wife and daughter and your grandma <laughs> can't go. get out. Yeah, you can't hang. That with can't me happen. Doing Game Not of Game of Thrones, no. But matter uh, of fact, Game of Thrones is coming back. I am a fan. <laughs> I am a huge hardcore fan. I might just have to slide. A, like it just hit you up and just like have a dialogue about Game of Thrones with this just being the last season and they're supposed to be making this the biggest and most epic like conclusion yep. in television history. We are getting we are eight in full, history. full length feature films. Cause yeah, like, every 90 time. Minutes. Yeah, 90 minutes. Like it's what a time to be alive. So like, <laughs> we. I mean, if we're gonna talk about film, I mean, we might as well talk about like the fact that we're gonna experience great writing, great storytelling, like visual effects in Game of Thrones. Like, I just want to see the dragons fight. I want to see them go Man, at it. Like we're the gonna experience greatness. Are you excited? <laughs> Are you excited? <laughs> We on the tip of greatness. Like, it's it's fantastic. I know. April 25th. You know, the greatest things happen in April. <laughs> they know? do. I just want to point that out. It's amazing stuff happening in April. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, this is when new season starts. We should just start the calendar at April. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know my birthday is April 5th. When's your birthday? April 19th. April 19th. Mm -hmm. You feel me? You know? <laughs> Aries game all day. Shouts out to Mike. His birthday, April 3rd. <laughs> Another dope film, uh, DP, which I don't know if you heard my last episode. I had no idea what a DP was. <laughs> oh, I had no. it completely messed up. Well, that's why we learn every day. Everything right. we learn new. Dopest DP in the game, Mike. Another Aries. We got just... 420 in April. Right. You know what I'm saying? A true American holiday in 420. <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying? It's one of my few times where I 
participate. Easter, you know? everybody, you know, goes to church and remembers that church is there. Right. They need it. <laughs> Good food celebration of yeah. being able to sin without even really worrying about too much. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Easter dresses and shouts cute, out, shouts cute. out to Jesus. Right. Frilly clothes. What would Jesus do? April uh, is an amazing month. <laughs> it's the month of restoration. That's why we're experiencing so much rain. Because that's nothing but like, you know, it's watering down so it can grow. It's just rinsing us out. Yeah, it's getting, getting all getting that us ready. getting all that icky winter off of it's us. It's getting us ready. <laughs> we stupid. I'm with it. I'm with it. April is where it's at. Everybody else, I y'all yeah. Yeah. We can get in tune. You know what I'm saying? Catch up. Yeah. But okay. So you saw us twice. I did. What was your initial reaction to the movie? Like, did you enjoy it? Were you left a little unsatisfied? How'd it go? I felt like I enjoyed it up until a moment, if this is even fair to say. Because okay. sometimes as a filmmaker, I can tap out of a film to think about what has just happened. Right. And I'm, when you tap out of a film, you're missing, like, the things that come after that moment. Right. Um, the first time I watched it, my initial reaction, um, I enjoyed up until the plot twist, the last, the very last minute plot twist, where we find out that she's playing a role or she's not... She uh What's her character's name? No, now we gotta look these Yeah, up. it looks like we probably should have <laughs> looked up the character's name before we hit record and stuff like that. I'm sorry that. guys. Let me just say their name so you can kinda understand because I don't wanna say the deranged one. No, no, huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that would be bad. Okay, let's see. Okay, so Lupita played Oh shit, how the fuck you say this name? Adelaide? Adelaide, Adelaide. Adelaide. It was Adelaide. Adelaide. Um, yeah, so Adelaide, the whole time you thought Adelaide was Adelaide, but really, it wasn't. She was red. They swapped places when they was a little girl. Right. And I thought that, that saved was the, the movie for me. But to me, I felt like that was like a lazy plot twist. That was a typical plot twist, nah. in my opinion. Like when had when, we've seen the movie where we believe one thing and then at the end it was something different or it was the opposite of we've seen that movie come yeah. on yeah so like to me and then of course I'm gonna like say that I'm I'm being guilty of this in this moment compared to Get Out I thought like okay Jordan is super talented and this was just like to me a little like quick like oh man like i'm gonna get him with this one but i was like man like it just it didn't hit me like that i was just like oh really now everything that we studied and thought and learned and all of that is like now we gotta go back and watch the film again to reinterpret all these things that we might have not known i think people are overthinking us I mean, I think there is an idea of classism where Get Out was about racism, but honestly, and this might be an unpopular opinion, Get Out wasn't that deep. No, it wasn't. It wasn't as deep. And as the concept was done before. The concept mm -hmm. was the concept in the skeleton key. 
for all of you film buffs out there. If you watch the Skeleton Key, get out and the Skeleton Key has the exact same concept. So that is not a yeah. new concept that Jordan Peele created, but he did put a very contemporary spin on yeah. on an old I mean, concept. but like making movies is like talking to a girl. Yeah. Like, I, like <laughs> you ever heard, like, you ever, well, I don't know, maybe you have not heard this, you probably been a uh, a microphone for this, but women, women say, um, you know, when you, guys always want to approach us the same way, do something different, this, that, and the third, right? Mm -hmm. This, oh, I hear this complaint from women, but explain to me, how many different ways can I say hi? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's a finite different ways of yeah. how I can approach her as a woman. There's a finite different ways to create a movie. Like, there's only yeah. a certain amount of stories. We're not going to see anything relatively new, but what Get Out was, was refreshing. Right. And I feel like Us wasn't necessarily as refreshing as Get Out was. Yeah. I agree. Um, Get Out was riding a lot of different ways. Uh, having, uh, you know, a super dope black lead who was relatable to who we are as a person, you know, instead of some character of a black man. Like, yeah. this like was a regular... I could I could see that dude being my friend. I could see the, the, uh, the um, character that Rail played. I got a homie like that if I'm not that well, homie well, already. Yeah, it was a lot of culture in it. It was a lot Relatability. of like, yeah, yeah, you it was me? a lot of black culture. And I feel like us had that same level of culture in it and but I think it was overlooked because it wasn't thrown in your face as well, much yeah, as it, it was. Well, yeah, it was it was a symbolist like symbolistic film. Because the simple fact that they could joke and have like petty family arguments <laughs> in the middle of people being slaughtered to me was hella black. Like black people <laughs> yeah. would find time to make funny of at course, the most worst yeah. moments <laughs> ever. That's just to ease just the pain. To ease, of just to it. ease the pain. You know what I'm saying? And if, if I want to be full on Shea Butter, <laughs> if I if I want to be full on woke, I feel like that is a skill that we derive from slavery. That's all that I'm saying. What? Being able to find humor in the darkest moments. Yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? Like roasting started on the plantation. I'm sure it has. Yeah. Cause and then there was like a difference in in this, a certain type of Negro. Like you had the house Negro, you had the yard mm -hmm. Negro, and you had a comparison situation. Yeah. And I'm sure that went down. <laughs> like, I'm sure. Like, Phil niggas was just roasting the house, nigga. Like, <laughs> just roasting them. Like, yeah. they come out there probably all fake, dressed like kind of nice, got ruffles everywhere. And next thing you know, he walked past the Phil nigga, he'd be like, gay. <laughs> just straight up. But anyway. Well, yeah, back to us. Us. Like, I feel like that's. People went into us with like just different, with with high expectations. So let me point out another thing that another filmmaker told me that I kind of like chewed on it a little bit, but I don't know like what I did with it. He said that he thought that 
because you know um, Jordan Peele makes a um, homage to horror films or horror films that he admired or pieces of work that were horror that he admired and the little girl is wearing a Michael Jackson Thriller t-shirt which is you know the little girl is wearing the t-shirt the little boy is wearing the Jaws shirt in the like second to last final scene um well, not his final scene, but in the scene where he walks up on one of the uh, the tethered. Um, but uh, a filmmaker told me that he felt like that was a lazy like shout out to <laughs> to Michael Jackson's thriller. Why? How was that he lazy? Was, yeah, he was like, man, he was like, that's the laziest tribute ever. Like, okay, Michael Jackson's like your greatest inspiration. And you just put a T-shirt on a on an actress, and I was just like, bro. Would you want him? You just want the girl to just do a whole number, like just a so beaded the number. The way people dug deep, like down into like what they thought about it, like that was that was really eye-opening to me. The fact that someone even thought of that, I was like, man, I never would have thought an homage was lazy. Right, but yeah, I mean, just kind of hint at it. it's called an Easter egg. And bro. then I look deeper into that Michael Jackson reference. So, if you noticed, uh, they all the the tethered hat on the glove. That's a Michael Jackson reference. Right. Yes. Okay. So I was like, Jordan I mean, Peele went further, but it's all simplistic. End, I mean, not simplistic, but it's symbolist, symbolistic. Yeah. At the end of Thriller, when Mike was like about to walk out the door with his girl, he turned around. He had the, the cat eyes. Yeah. Lupita at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh. He like it was actual vi- like I visual just... parts in the film where he actually made an homage to Thriller. Yeah. But that filmmaker totally like looked past those little elements. But you know what? I feel like we just beating down on the wrong black man. Uh, I, 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 I appreciate Peele, uh, Jordan Peele, right? Yeah. I appreciate him. Excellent movie. I enjoyed it. Super entertaining. I think the black man that deserves for us to go in on is Mbaku ass. <laughs> Bruh, you can't go from Mbaku to pussy ass Abraham. <laughs> I mean, Abraham that shows his versatility. Pussy, bruh. Well, it shows. Well, first of all, Mbaku feel- got dragged out the crib by his ankles. <laughs> ankles screaming. First, I would say. Shout out to that act. That act. What the actor's name? Duke. Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Yeah, uh, I need to 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 learn these people's names because I'm so bad with names. But shout out to Winston Duke for just showing versatility um, as a rising star, the star that he is as a rising star. No. Um, that's that's mad versatility, bro. He went from that caveman whatever to no. softy. And I mean, Abraham, and, and, it was, and it was successful. Each time it was successful. His, That's Abraham, a great actor. Abraham and his tether version was both the weakest people <laughs> in 
the entire oh you just seeing as far as the characters are concerned but not the actor himself no I don't no I would never call Winston Duke a pussy oh yeah he he's, he's wonderful hell okay. no okay hell I just no. wanted to make sure that was in context yeah like, from my, no, under, my understanding no. okay. I, I would no if if he thought I called him a pussy I would apologize <laughs> I, I'm sorry Abraham well no. yeah he was the weakest link Abraham? Out of everybody, the daughter could have like defended the family by herself. How you let a nigga stick his hand in a closing door and take and, a bat and it, hit you? Yes, yes. It was a lot of moments that he dropped the ball for on his family, like Gee. most definitely. Gee, and, honest, and, and what do you think Jordan not, Peele is trying to say while creating a male character that's supposed to be the head? Like, let's look at the qualities of this man. Ah, come on. Let, no, no, no. Me. I mean, let's look at the qualities of this character. Okay. This character was somewhat out of touch with, like, <laughs> what's going on in society. Um, uh, as far as, like, his bad humor, his dry, <laughs> like, personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is really just soft. Um, which is great. Loving. Loving, caring. Great father. Not, yeah, not necessarily the prototypical protector um, that we are used to seeing in films like this or horror films that we do see the father be some type of masculine figure, but he's just defeated by the monster. It's not that he didn't go for it and give his all. We didn't see this guy give his all. Like, he just gave up and just became a baby the entire right. time. The right. entire movie. He was a baby. <laughs> like, right. so, and he was being told what to do. Yeah, yeah. Lupita was Directly him. and indirectly. Lupita told, you ain't making no decisions no more. So, you. right. So, what does that say? What is Jordan Peele trying? If Jordan Peele is trying to say, because maybe Jordan Peele's not trying to say anything. Maybe Jordan Peele made this male character weak so he can make Lapita be more powerful or be the victor in this film. Um, because the final girl, it horror films, they always follow follow the final girl formula. And the, follow, the final girl formula is the girl always survives at the end of the horror film. You notice, like, men are never the victors. It's always a badass woman. Where I never even paid attention to that. Have you noticed that? Look, Halloween, uh, the classics. Yeah. Psycho. Word. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So See? the so he's following that formula, which is a classic horror film formula, and but he made this particular male character. He was way uh, too big to be that. Soft, he was man. so big, <laughs> and maybe that was that was maybe that was a hint of comedy, that angle of him being so the big most, and being so soft. The most masculine thing he did is when he was like he was trying to get some he was trying to get some action and he kind of like laid in the bed. <laughs> And was like we done all pulled that exact same <laughs> move. Like you laying flat on your back, but you and got that baby you got bed. your hips trying to kind of little protrude it out. You know what I'm saying? So you can get you can get that you can get that bump little leveled out. You know what I'm saying? Because it got it got to either sit level with your belly if you got a little pouch, or it got to sit higher. You know what I'm saying? You got to get the angle. So when she turned around, she like ooh. But yeah, I think. Already. I think I think George Peel, you know, he had a lot to say. I mean, you have to look at everything, you know, all the angles with everything. I I definitely think that he's, you know, 
he may may have some type of underlining message with that. I would love to see him talk about no. the differences in those characters and not, why man, he chose that. I'm not here for the demasculation of the black man. <laughs> I'm not here for that. You know what I'm saying? Not even to uplift my queens. No. Nope. <laughs> I not mean, here for that. I'm just hypothetically speaking, man that could have been it could have been a film tactic. And then the final the final girl formula was gonna work regardless of yeah. whether he fought back or not. But the, it was just funny how he made that person. The mad. son and the daughter was more about it. Yeah. Than him. And I thought the son wasn't even like really there. I thought the son was like tapped out most yeah. of the film. He, he, and then he showed up. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. he's like processing this. <laughs> like He's here. Yeah, he, knows he was, what's he was definitely the baby of the situation. The daughter was lit. Yeah, she was. She went playing. Yeah. She was. She came ready for she, the action. Yeah, she was. She, she was killed getting too the happy. twin. <laughs> she was getting happy killing them twins. Bro, she was not playing. She had no time for any of this foolishness. Well, like, let's talk about uh, Lupita and just uh, her like duality as a actress. Um, like, cause this is the first time we've ever seen her play anything like this. Cause yeah. her, her characters have been what, um, I, I mean, she was noted for 12 years of slave. She won an Oscar for 12 years of slave. Um, I really underestimated Lupita's like range as an actor. Uh -huh. Um, when I saw us, I was really blown away by like her believability to be both people at the same time that's really hard to pull off like not many actors can pull that off and it'd be believable like usually in your mind like when you're watching the nutty professor you know it's eddie murphy like every single one of them is eddie right. murphy but you can also flip your mind off and believe that that's really a person mm -hmm. but the way your mind play with it when you're watching but when i was watching us I really felt like those were two different people. Like she made me be really believe right. it. So I was like, "Wow!" Like she. It was definitely amazing. some contrast. Like, yeah. So yeah, like the actors playing the characters did a beautiful job. Uh, Lupita, like you said, with the, her ability to transform the way she did when she was playing Red, um, the tethered version of Adelaide was amazing like that voice yeah has to be like top 10 creepiest voices in horror and like, i wonder is that her voice because i heard that jordan peele like went in post and like recorded the voice like over her to like make sure the voice got like creepy know. and shit maybe <laughs> maybe but that's it's the creepiest voice i've ever heard in my life <laughs> easily the creepiest thing in the world but it was it was awesome the way she was like able to move her body her mannerisms was yeah. crazy when they was in that living room yeah and she was just like kind of like just animatonic just robotic with it yeah. and stuff like that like it was freaky I, as I was, hell man, i was like i was like blown away like okay when like, i say blown away i mean like it, it has shock value to me yeah it definitely has shock value. And mm -hmm. when the actor can do that, that's talent. When they can, like, move you like that. Because, like, when she... When that tethered version came out a Red, when she came out, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I was like, no. I was just scared of her. I was instantly afraid of her. Yeah. 
this movie was so pro black woman. Yeah. Like was. y'all was the protector and the villain and at everything the at the same time <laughs> yeah. because once even even Red's husband. Right. He was mad pussy. He got taken out like a little punk. You know what I'm saying? So it Easily. Was, but Lupita's, Lupita was the arch villain and the superhero in this yeah, and movie she and stuff like that. And it was dope. And so a lot of people were saying that this movie focused more on classism, uh, where Get Out focused on racism. How do you feel like that really played into this movie, the idea of classism? Um, well, there is a lot of, I think, just um, intentional scenes in us uh, that definitely demonstrate uh, classism. The fact that you have, you know, two families that are growing simultaneously, but just one is underground and eating on rabbits, and lack the other resources. is yeah, lack of resources. Uh, you know, no education, obviously. Um, and then you have a family that's sitting at the table eating chicken dinners and having a good old time and driving where they want to go and all of that. So, um, it's definitely, I think he did a good job at merging that contrast together toward the end where we were able to digest both, um, the lives of both women, um, and how, uh, they were very different. I think it does speak to our society. Um, even though like uh, artistically um, this is the message that's being um, fed to us but in real life and in society you have people that feel the way they feel um, in the positions and they don't feel like things should be shared because they either worked for or um, was born into or some some shit like that um, so I wish we could turn it off and, you know, just take it for entertainment. But um, the message of classism is um, one that should be taken seriously. Right. And um, the fact that, you know, we have a filmmaker like Jordan Peele that can even, like, bring that topic up for us yeah. to digest in this, like, dope-ass creative way. <laughs> it's, right, like, right. amazing. Because, I mean, like you said, like, having the... The having a family on basically going on the same route the entire time. Yeah, like, simultaneously. When, uh, when Red was talking about uh, the children being born and stuff like that, like how uh, when um, Adelaide had to have a C-section, Red also had to have a C-section. Right. But she had doctors, so she right. had to cut the baby out of her herself right. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, same thing with the little boy. The little boy was pretty much uh, just kind of twisted in a weird way. You know, he had burnt his face and was just kind of like just deranged in a way. And it's just the way at the way Red set the story up. It was just like without any resources or access to a better life, we had to do this. We had to come and be as violent as we possibly can be to the extreme to get a chance to experience what I see y'all experience yeah. on a daily basis. Like, we're trying to live a similar life to y'all, but it's, it's just not it. Yeah. 
it's just not it. And if you think about, um, if you think about the middle class, the middle class does everything in its power to act like the upper class. True. Everything from the clothes we buy to the cars we drive to the type of house we try to buy, we want to give off that one percent vibe yeah. as much as possible, the top ten percent as much as possible. And we a lot of times we live far beyond our means. And we're not we still not enjoying our lives as much as the upper class does. No matter how hard we work, no matter True. what's going on. And so Red, like all every the tether, they just wanted to experience that as much as possible. And so I, I definitely kinda buy in on this idea of classism. The only thing that kinda like threw Red's plan off, um, Adelaide's tether family was just the simple fact that this was more of a personal attack for Red. Yeah. Because you know the white people, the white the white tether, they came in and just instantly got to business, killed the white family real fast. Yeah. You know, and the same thing kept happening all around the city. Like, people were just getting caught off guard and just getting killed while they were still in instant shock. Right. The reason Red didn't succeed is because she was like, nah, I'm going to make you, I'm going to make you understand what's going on. And it was just, that's why at the end, I was so shocked at that actually ended up being the tethered little girl because when she came, I had, it made me think back to everything that Red was doing to her from the beginning mm-hmm. with the handcuff situation because Shorty was handcuffed when she first got kidnapped and taken down there and stuff like that. Right. So those was probably the exact same handcuffs. And the fact, every reaction that Adelaide had was because she knew what was going on. When she saw her walk into that room, she knew yeah. that that was a little girl. And that kind of took the film to another level for me because now I un- she knew what all of these people were capable of. She knew what they wanted. She understood their motivation. Well, yeah, I think he and set that, that, that up. crazy. Yeah, he set that up really well Like, because she's like annoyingly paranoid from the top of the film like from the start yeah, of she the was film a, she was afraid she was going to be taken yeah, back yeah, from the, yeah from the start of the film so I think he like set that up really well up until the, the, the place where but I still I don't know something about the flip man because I was sold until the flip I couldn't understand why she was so confident in letting her kids deal with their tethered versions of them like Adelaide told them, yo, don't be afraid. Go. Do what you got to do. Told the little boy, yo, go take him to show him that game you like to play. And stuff like that. And it, it it just, she was just too confident. And she understood that. I just feel like she understood that her kids can outsmart though the tether versions of themselves. Yeah. Or just something. She, she was just too sure of every situation she made. Yeah, and I I don't know if I could have been in her situation, but because she she lived that life, she knew where these people was from. She was able to handle it in a different way. Yeah, I, you still not so. 
It's you something see? about that flip, dude. I was sold on it. Like, <laughs> but the one thing I can say about this film, though, the one thing I can say about it is it does what good films are supposed to do. I felt like it took me on a journey. Yeah. I felt like I was anticipating every moment. Like, even then, even though I didn't understand what certain things meant at first or whatever, I felt like there was enough things happening to keep me engaged. And I was engaged to the entire end. And I, I call that a win. Mm-hmm. That's a win for any filmmaker. All we want to do is make sure that our audience is entertained. We're able to get across whatever, you know, message we're trying to get across or theme. And hopefully, you know, we've created a good viewing experience and... Well, he, yeah. def- he he definitely did for me. I like um, I like how when they that scene where they was in the car, where they was getting ready to drive off in the car, and they was all like adding up their body counts to see who was supposed to drive oh, the car. Yeah, yeah. that was that was hilarious. <laughs> that was those little moments that you those made. Little you, moments, yeah, man. That I made time to make this black family feel real you know what I'm saying like I was with that I I enjoyed that thoroughly and I enjoyed the comic the comedic relief of it as well that's why I said it's it's kind of and I don't even want to like I debated with another filmmaker about whether we should even classify this as a horror film because it's yeah it's it's to me it's not a horror film to me like It, it needed more blood yeah and then it had moments where I was you know you know it it was a thriller to me it it felt it felt like a thriller it was like moment to moment um cause and effect like constantly and i was constantly engaged um but it didn't seem like a horror film i wasn't like super afraid yeah i had moments that startled me that i was confused by maybe it jolted me a little bit but i was never like afraid like candy man afraid you know like that's yeah. a different type of feel so here's Here's my theory about that, right? One, it needed to be more gory. True. Uh, to be horror. Yeah, they missed out on a lot of opportunities for blood and guts. True. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Two. This is a horror film made in a place in our time where our attention span is really short. Mm-hmm. And so, if you think about those classic movies, like think about Chucky, mm-hmm. you'll get a scene with Chucky where he'll just be fucking with the person for like an, a minute and a half, <laughs> right. 90 seconds. That's a long time in a film. Yeah. You will go a whole minute without even seeing Chucky. You just see the person just some toys scattering over here, yeah. some noise over here. He don't know what's going on. Building, taking a whole 90 seconds to build suspense in one scene is a lot different to what we saw in us because yeah. he did not take that time to build that level of suspense yeah. to get you so involved True. in that scene. And I think I it was because he did, he, I don't think he might have felt like he had that time to slow things down. The, the biggest critique that I have about the movie is that everything happened too fast. I didn't like the pace of the movie. Yeah, it's questionable. It's different. It was a different type of pace. Although it didn't make me feel uncomfortable, but it was definitely different. I didn't it have made time me to digest settle. the film differently. Yeah. I didn't have. I, I feel like I didn't have time to settle. Because like, I, like, I legit don't mess with scary movies. Like yeah. I don't do it. I think the last 
fake scary movie I seen was Mimic. Mm. You remember Mimic? Um, is that the movie when there's like the giant bugs that are taking over the subway? Yeah, I mean, they well, like, not the subway, they can but make the themselves look like tunnels. Yeah, and, and they like can mimic a human. I saw that movie in the daytime and it scared the shit out of me. Mm. And so that's probably the last horror movie that I've seen. Really? And yeah. Oh, I don't, you really don't fuck with it. I don't. I, I, I went to go see this off the strength. Oh, okay. I really did. I was ready to not enjoy it because I <laughs> felt like I wasn't going to be able to watch it. No, but, but Jordan Peele, he 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 digs a little deeper than just trying to scare you or make something But I think he should have put more emphasis on yeah, it. That's yeah. what he needs to do. If you're going to sit out here and call this a horror movie, you need more horror elements. We need blood. When Shorty, when, uh, when the tethered white girl came and slit her person's neck, that should have been Tarantino level yeah. gore right there. Yeah. Completely missed out on the opportunity. A little girl was smashing the head in. We needed to see that head getting smashed in. And it could have been with like, it could have instead of CGI. He had more gore and get out than he had in us. Right. And it didn't even have to be CGI. It could have been like a play on O'Hara with like actual physical prop right there. Or oh, maybe it's like a splatter in. on the wall. That's like classic horror. Or the little so girl could have just fell and then a splatter yeah, all you, on her. You see the the, the like, shadow and then it's like psh, and that's the old that's the old school. And then and then just slowing down and just building a little bit more suspense in certain scenes and stuff like that building it up I would have definitely taken that a little bit more I felt like with the uh, with the little girl in the chase scenes I felt like they could have been a little bit more um, just intricate it just felt like it was like they was playing tag to me like they was just running up and down the driveway yeah I, I didn't feel like it was no strategy that was in her like thinking scene. about yeah it was like throwaway and she was never really thinking about how to get away from this girl she yeah. was just doing like little kitty stuff until he could have had a Kubrick moment with that with that with the, with that little girl. And then, but she flipped. Her character was weird because she flipped, and then she was the one that was like, "No, I want to drive the car." But I was like, "You used no strategy when you was running from old girl, but now you just know you got to drive the car." I was like, "Okay." Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Okay. That that was they. Like, but that, like I said, I just feel like that had to do with the pace of the movie. True. Like, they could have had that little girl running, run, the tethered girl, the tethered daughter running in, running circles around her. Yeah. They could have had that. Wherever she went, Shorty just showed up, beat her to every move and stuff like that. It was Mm -hmm. the opportunity for that. And he didn't slow down long enough to take full advantage of it. She was probably the little girl, the tether girl was the creepiest character out of all of <laughs> The creepiest character because she was just all about that business. She like, yeah, nigga, I, I just want to catch you and kill you. That's I all wonder how for. fast did they film the little boy running on the ground because he reminded me of Thing on yeah. uh, the Adams Family. Do you think the way that the was actually was the just, little boy doing that? Or do you think that was a different act? I like think that was him over? doing it. I think that was him doing it, but like they probably, of course, either sped up the frame rate or something like that to where it could look like 
that. But that's what. But I'm that's saying. exactly what they did. I'm I'm almost willing to bet that's These what they did. These kids was freaking crazy level talent. Yeah, like that little for, boy to when move he was that quick. Tether version. Yeah, all his mannerisms yeah. was crazy. He looked like a spider, like the way his body was cr- crouched down. It was like a spider, mm-hmm. and the way he was moving, and I. And I looked at it because I wanted to like see if it was some type of effect, but I think he really did it, and they just, mm-hmm. you know, chopped it up. Those kids put year one Harry Potter kids. Oh yeah. To rest. Yeah. They, but they was like to me, they was like high level smarter than like the the regular kids. It, it was. It, <laughs> they, they was. They they didn't like they switched. They were smart at first, and they switched and got dumb. That's how it happened. Man, it, the, the acting talent is just undeniable. I mean, the studios need to wake up and just understand, like, uh, yo, it's it's over. It's over for white stories. White people are tired of white stories. You know Especially what I'm saying? Especially like, white uh, horror films. What's his name? Um, Jordan Peele was like, I don't think I would ever cast a white lead. In any of my films, and I don't know why he would. He's like his reason was I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we've all seen that movie. We've all seen the Final Girl formula. We saw Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, and we saw uh, Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Like these are like classic, like to be categorized as horror films. <clears throat> well, we've seen you know the white girl win or the the white man saved the day so um i would encourage him not to make that film again because we've seen that film a million times and shout out to all those wonderful classic horror films with white leads um that we've enjoyed and loved over the years but you know the black of the berry and you know the rest juice in it yeah (laughs) <laughs> she got my soft ass smoking swishes. <laughs> <coughs> you all right? Oh my god! <laughs> I could my esophagus was closing. <laughs> it's so dry. <laughs> it's so dry. Oh my god! <coughs> oh man! Oh, I'm sorry. Coughing in y'all ears. <laughs> no, you good. We don't oh, want man. you to get too dry over there, man. Oh, man, I just... Swiss just tastes like oppression. <laughs> <coughs> what do you... What do you want for Jordan Peele's movies? As of right now, he only has two, right? Right. Would you want them to be linked somehow? How do you feel like these movies live the possibility of these movies living in the same universe so ask me that question again <laughs> so you know like them them MCU right all of their movies are linked uh huh how would you feel about Jordan Peele's movie all linking like living in like living in the same universe same timeline and stuff like that Oh, like linked as a story? Yeah. Like together? Yeah. Man, if like <laughs> if if he was able to do that, 
he may be he would probably go down as one of the like greatest like horror film uh, I don't know horror film storytellers and history would that elevate get would that elevate us for you yes it would if there was a tie-in yes yeah if it was a tie like if it was a are you a game of thrones watcher we talked about that. Right, already. yes. <laughs> I am giving myself the L right now. No, um, but yeah, like, if it had, like, some deeper meaning, like, okay, I got to switch to Game of Thrones now. Do you remember when we found out that when we found out that Jon Snow is really supposed to be on the throne? He yeah. He is the heir to the throne. Like, legit, throne. right? Yeah. Right. Do you know how that felt when you found that out? You was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you felt satisfied. Like, yes. That's the same thing I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my, what I, if I feel that, then I'll be like, this theory, nigga is right? ill. My theory is the, the grandfather from the family in Get Out who discovered how to put a white person's conscious into a black body mm-hmm. while suppressing that person's conscious mm-hmm. started his studies and got the idea from working on a project that created the tether. Ooh. That is believable. You have to tie up the loose ends, but that's elite. That's I was, believable. I was told, Definitely believable. I was told by my sister, uh, Ayana, not to say this on the podcast, to see if it's true. Because if I didn't put out there in the universe, then, you know, it's untainted and stuff uh-huh. like that. But I feel like that would be dope if there was some kind of tie-in there and stuff like that. Because where would he have even come up with this idea? Like, the, the project, because the tether were created... What in the seventies? Yeah. When they uh that that's supposed that to was a, a Reagan, that mm-hmm. was a Reagan commercial. Right and stuff like that, and I think at that point they had already been there for a little while. Mm-hmm. So they and they and they that project might have been a little bit older than that and stuff. The tethered project, I w- we don't know yet, but that mm-hmm. kind of fits into the timeline of how old the grandfather was when he started researching because it can probably definitely be connected get out wasn't spiritual what they was doing it was scientific right this isn't spiritual this is scientific scientific. yeah that would be crazy that would yeah if he if i feel that feeling or like the feeling i felt when when Daenerys came with the dragon and <laughs> and blew up the uh came and blew up uh Cersei's army. Oh yeah. That feeling? Yeah. Like when that happened? <laughs> like if I feel that, then it's like, oh man, you are the man. Like I've never felt a different range of emotions the way I felt with Game of Thrones. So that's the only way I can kind of like communicate. Like it would definitely have to be done in his third movie, though. Yeah, it would. It, he would he have to create the tie-in. Yeah, and it could be subtle. It could just be like a reference to. Or what if he made it on the fourth film just to get the buzz up? 
Because everybody that sees the four film, first of all, there are people that's going to see every single Jordan Peele film. I am one Period. of them. Right, yeah. Uh, like, no matter what. Like, M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan. People go, he has flopped. People still go see it. Because yeah. they know, like, he's creative. He's going to come up with something crazy, something entertaining. <laughs> We're going to want to watch it regardless. Hell yeah. Um, so, um... Because there's going to be, like, geeks, like, just studying his work, like, relentlessly, um, because he's had such a big success with Get Out. Um, if he waited till that fourth film dropped, and, like, all the geeks and everybody of the critics and everybody that's watched his work up until now, they're going to boom that. Uh -huh. And then that's probably going to create a trend for filmmakers like he would be a king like he, he would be the like he would be the michael jordan <laughs> like, and it's just all pure exaggeration experience walt disney <laughs> kanye west <laughs> i'm here he for that. would be one of those i'm here for that but that's why i said it on the podcast i'm putting that in the universe i need this to happen <laughs> For there to be some kind of correlation. Like I said, it doesn't have to be super prominent in the storyline. It could just be just something simple. Like, just the next film, there's some other scientific element. And the, the family from Get Out, because they were scientists, just their last name was referenced. Like, right. yeah, look at this crazy research that Dr. Such and Such was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, just... I, I don't know that I, I'm here for that they don't even these characters don't even have to have to meet up in the movie right you know it could just be whatever these scientists the were working different on different timelines right whatever devious shit they was working on is just affecting different people in different parts of the country in different ways these like I said these Adelaide never has to meet up with uh the main character from Get Out or yeah. anything like that never has to happen but just whatever this big experiment is that I that I could see coming from the rich just trying to control the lower classes mm -hmm. with no matter the race. Mm -hmm. Whatever experiments that they doing, I, I would love to see like how he's able to pull that away in a sci-fi kind of way because it purely speaks to the conversation that we're having outside of real life. Oh, yeah. Because... Every aspect of our life is controlled by the one percent, yeah, and stuff like that, all the way down to, you know, just simple habits are completely yeah. Pavlovian level control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if he's able to write that kind of narrative, God level. Yeah, that that would be, that would put him to be in one of the greatest filmmakers in history. Mm -hmm. You know they say uh, Tarantino, Tarantino's movies be having links in that really? kind of way. Yeah, really? like supposedly they, that's a theory that lives out there. Like supposedly they live in the, in the same universe. They don't happen at the same time, mm -hmm. but they kind of live in a similar place. Hmm. Because in every movie, there's references to other movies. Right. True. Um, I think he's kind of... I kind of... Maybe Spike does that, too. Cause you Spike, think so? Well, I don't want to say Link's story, but like he's recycled a character 
and then you could possibly imagine that character being like tied to those other characters in the Has current film that you're watching. The actor or he's recycled a character. He's recycled a character before. It's when. Like Mars, he recycled Mars. Oh, the character he plays. Yeah, okay. yeah. he came. He what, was Mars. What, what uh, what Real was Hook he Summer Mars in? in Real Hook Summer. Really? Yeah, he was Mars. He was still selling pieces. He was old. Word. Yep. But Red Hook Summer is a horrible film. I do not encourage you to go to watch it. Um, it has to be horrible if Mars is still selling pizza and he old. Like, damn, bro. You did all that for no reason. I mean, I don't want to say, like, it's, like, super, <laughs> super, like, terrible bad. Like, unwatchably, bear, unbearably bad. It's not that bad, but it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not entertaining. It's not going to keep you on the edge of your seat (laughs) it's just gonna be really bizarre and it's gonna have some jazz riffs in every couple of scenes (laughs) that's basically about it that's not no I'm thinking of more better blues I like more better blues (laughs) more better blues is dope uh yeah alright well um you know everybody gets one Spike Lee got one garbage joint that's cool what one he has multiple Please, why you got multiple L's? Okay, name them. Spike definitely failed with Red Hook Summer. Okay. Got that off the list. Alright. He failed with Blood. Not Is that Blood on the Leaves? I said, I never even heard of that. What is it? Hold on. Hold on. Because he, he took some L's. I just want to be. I just want to be accurate. I, I want to take my know. time and be accurate. I just want y'all to know that this is a, a black female filmmaker. She has a license to say these things Stop. about Spike Lee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hold on. Okay. So we already <clears throat> said. What did we say? Red Hook Summer. Red Hook Summer. Chirac. Definitely took Oh, it. I forget about Shyrock. How could you forget? How Man, I could you forget? Why would you want to remember Shyrock? Is a L. Man. Took an L for Shyrock. He took an L for Old Boy, which was the remake of the classic. He took an L for that. Yeah. He also, even though he probably shouldn't have t- taken an L for this. Um, but he took an L with Miracle and St. Anna. You don't think that was good? No, I thought it was great, but we didn't support it. Well, no, okay, so no, that's not what I'm asking. I'm oh, asking the, you. Oh, and blood, what? The, the blood, of, the sweet blood of Jesus, he took an L. So that was one, two. <clears throat> well, no, no, we're not going to count all of those. Okay. Well, I'm just asking you the L's of which, what garbage movies he made. Not oh, it was garbage. The sweet blood of Jesus was garbage. Chirac was garbage. Red Hook Summer was garbage. And so was... That's it. So, okay, so he had three. That's it. He had... No, he had... Yeah, he had three. Everything else was decent. Decent. But yeah, those films can be thrown away. Like, forever. (laughs) They just wasn't really great. But all greats get a chance to, you know, yeah, have Chirac multiple was wild. 
Yeah, like like what's the name has multiple garbage films, but he's gonna be the greatest comedian, Who? one of the greatest comedians of all time. Who? Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, hell yeah. So like, everybody yeah. has their L's. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I'm with that. Spike Lee's still one of the greats. He is one of the goats. Je- uh, yeah, definitely a goat. Uh, Jordan Peele is definitely catching up. But, Jordan uh, Peele, man, Jordan Peele's so skipping. Are we going to? Uh, is is us a L? Outside of no. the hype, like remove yourself from the hype. No. You don't feel like it's a, it's, it's not a L. No, because. Like I said, it has what every successful film has. I was entertained. I was at the edge of my seat. I was in the story. I was invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. I was there. Yep. I was present. I don't know, man. Abraham did not earn his seat. <laughs> Why are you breaking it on one yeah. character? You can't he do did that. Not earn his it's seat. about the overall He did not earn like, his perception seat of the work. At the back in the back of that ambulance at the end of the movie. The black man should have died in this movie. But we don't know what the filmmaker's trying to tell us. He's trying to tell us that we pussy. I don't appreciate it. That was some... That was... I wasn't here for that. I wasn't here that for that. That may not be the interpretation. Nah, don't we do don't know. Mbaku like that. Now I gotta see him. Mbaku. I, now I gotta see him in the next Avengers movie. And I gotta look at him funny as hell. Like... Stupid <laughs> gonna have to save your ass again. <laughs> No, he gonna be a ninja warrior in the next movie. Man. He gonna be a firefighter. He gonna be something masculine. He can't go down like this. I, I don't know, man. I might have he to watch. He can't. I, I, I gotta go he back gotta to watch Black Panther. He gotta redeem himself. Because I was just... I was mad. Seriously, though, he has the potential to be the next Denzel. Have don't you quote. seen his GQ photo shoot? Bro. bro. That, this Listen to me. Big. Imagine putting your sofa in a suit. Listen to me. First of all, he getting like, and not to say that he's not attractive, because I think that he's attractive. He's a very like big teddy bear attractive, where mm-hmm. you just like, ooh, like let me just hold you. Um, yeah, he mass up. Yeah, yeah, like it just he just feel like when you hug him, it'll be like a cushion instead of like you know like hardness. Like it'll just be like, uh. <laughs> but like. Dude is highly intelligent. Like to hear him speaking interviews is yeah. just like pretty amazing. The things that he has to say are intelligent. They're intentional. They're very now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he's a very smart guy. He's choosing roles that has elevated um, his status as an actor, mm-hmm. um, and he's becoming like one of the greats. So I think like he has the potential to be because. People are trying to make Michael B. Jordan our next Denzel. Michael B. Jordan is not that. He will never be that. Did Even though I like Michael B. Jordan. You mean you had about Michael B. Jordan? I don't know. But Michael I'm just B. here to Jordan, say Michael that B. Jordan is not a great actor. Dude, Michael B. Jordan is not going to be our, like, new Denzel. No. Michael he's B. Jordan cool, is but the he's exact not that. same character in every movie. Yeah, like, he's like a Megan Good. He's cute. <laughs> he's cute. <laughs> He's cute, and he gonna always be like the cute boyfriend <laughs> or husband. No. But that's the equivalent. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. That the is his equivalent. Good. He's oh. the male making good. He's the male making good. Yes, he absolutely oh, is. Oh man. 
hey, you can debate me. You I, may not I, agree. I cannot. You I may cannot. not agree, but that is my perception. And I, you know, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But he is the male making good, in my opinion. Hey. He, he his his characters never really elevate. I've I've seen the same angry Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, and that same angry Michael B. Jordan in. Somebody um, said I, when he played Oscar Grant in Fruitvale. I was too. Same was about to say anger. That. It was the same rage. Same character. Same rage. I was like, this is not no elevation of character. This is the same shit. This is the same shit, and he's just good at dishing the same shit, and that's okay what, because uh, everybody got their lane. What uh? Damn, we gotta, we gotta find a different role for Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> We got, we Seriously, got think about it. What could Michael B. Jordan play where you could say, "Man, I respect him as an actor." Like man. seriously, like him leaping what bounds and playing play? a role where it's what just like Michael B. Jordan play. What role could he play that would? Take and then, him? while you thinking about that, think about what role could Will Smith play? Exactly. <laughs> it's not. They the same question. They are the same question. What you mean? What, what you trying to say about Will? Well, no, I'm not trying to say anything about Will. I just think Will is such a phenomenal actor that, like, I think he is... It's, he's trying to go for that Oscar win. He wants that Oscar oh, stamp. Yeah, okay. But as far as the role that is going to give him that, it's still kind of like a question That's mark. It's a little elusive. Yeah, it's, like it's not really well, defined. That, 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 Will's conversation is completely different from Michael B. Jordan because the thing is not even just the role. Well, no, I was just saying it's, the difficulty of the yeah. question. That's oh, all. okay, yeah. No, I wasn't talking about comparing them, no. Yeah, because Michael B. Jordan, he got to find a different way to read his lines. <laughs> what? what? Like, you got to find some new emotions. Like, you can't... Yeah, it's the same emotion. Is he from California? I don't know. He might Where be. Where the hell is Michael B. Jordan from? I bet you that name. We finna look that up. Where yeah. is Michael B. Jordan? From? You gotta have a segment where it's like, let's have a Google moment. <laughs> this is our Google moment. Looking right. up Michael B. Jordan. Right. Where is he? Where from? was he born? Let's see. I'm about to look at his. Yup, Los Angeles, California. Oh yeah. So he's an L.A. guy. So he ain't even acting. He's just being him and reading lines. Santa Ana, California. And that means he's because he think basically about Creed. raised in LA. Technically he's supposed to be from Detroit. Well his father was from Detroit. Yeah. Apollo Creed Detroit. was. He ain't from Detroit. Adonis wasn't from Detroit. I don't know, man. But yeah, Michael B. Jordan and then let's let's think about Michael B. Jordan's hey, career. He needs to be a good old Southern boy. He and like some of the roles that he's played. Like he that. was in the wire. He was one of the corner boys. Yep. Um, got killed off. He was in Red Tails, which didn't do well. Yep. Um, he didn't like. He didn't boom until Fruitville. Fruitville was like the breakout moment, and I feel like Fruitville was the breakout moment because of the the weight of the story and the story being told and the filmmaker telling it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Michael B. Jordan's performance per se, but I do think the performance helped. Um, drive the overall message and yeah. mood of the film. Cause I didn't believe him when he was really mad when he was he was yelling at somebody in the gas station. Yeah, it it was acting, yeah. bro. Yeah, it, it was acting. It was like, like when you can like when you can jump acting. out and be like, you acting, bro. That's when you it's acting, not. Bro. <laughs> 
You acting, bro. It's like, it's like you got to be acting, bro. Seriously. Like, when you can jump out, that's when it's bad. When a person can completely captivate you, that's when you that person got talent, man. Yep. Like there's there's only certain actors that can just be like you forget that it's them. You know he's very picky on the roles that he played too. Who? Michael B. Jordan. Why? Cause he's trying to like make sure he pick roles to amp up his sex appeal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I That's feel like what it is. He, t- he like, got his shirt off every role. Every role, he's his shirt is he off. Like, Just like making good. Every role, you gonna see her titties, or like you gonna see like the top of her titties. Every role, every freaking role, you gonna yeah, see that. He he like for he legitimately handpicks his joints and he say no to a lot of different movies. And maybe that's because he understands that he has no range. True. He yep. could be doing that to his own benefit. Yep. Denzel Washington had a whole segment on being an actor and knowing what type of actor you are and, and knowing how to pick roles. Yep. Denzel Washington said that he had to turn down dozens of roles, even roles that he was excited to play but wouldn't be good for his career. Right. So, Michael B. Jordan got to move the same way. Yeah, definitely. And he got to stay fit. Michael B. Jordan. Because he got the ladies. Like, I mean, I think he's cute. But, like, Michael B. Jordan ain't, like, fine. Like, he just cute. Well, okay, like, so who, oh. Who is fine? As far as the Idris Elba is Idris fine. Idris Elba. Yeah, like, he's fine. Like, uh, us, Winston. Winston. He's fine. Dude from... Um, Moonlight, the oldest. Okay, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is like high uh, school you talk, cute. You, what you mean? Um, from Moonlight, the swole one or the at uh, the end? Yeah. Yeah. The big nah, one at the end. Yeah, nah, that's pretty motherfucking. Man. Yeah. So yeah, like those guys are like, you know, but they acting may not be, you know. On the level of Michael B. Jordan, but Michael B. Jordan is like right here, and like he could possibly like go higher, but he's like right here consistently. But his popularity had (laughs) rising higher than his. I think uh, the Moonlight dude, as you say, look, he he is a more versatile. I think so too. Yeah, he he his his mannerisms and everything was completely different. And that Sandra and Bullock Moon. movie. Yeah, then Moonlight. Then Moonlight. Yep. Absolutely. And they were both believable. Yep. Hell yeah. He Hell need yeah. to get more roles or like new representation. I want to see him more often. He, like just he, working. He too dark skin. It ain't there yet. Man, but Jordan, I mean. Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan Peele is, is making it work with movies like us and Get Out and stuff like that. But it just ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he could definitely. You know what I'm saying? Bump Michael B. Jordan out the way. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan just got this little boy toy look. Yeah, he, yeah. he looked like he could like be wearing speedos like everywhere he go. Yeah, he looked like he could he Well working he, in he, a hotel he, he on like talk, a cruise on a boat with a little bow tie. Give him a bit of hood credibility, but his vibes is really like the token black guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like in real life, he has token black guy vibes. Yeah. Like he grew up a bunch around a bunch of white people, but he understood BET better than them. Oh yeah. yeah. Like his cousins visited a lot. <laughs> right. 
definitely. Definitely. He definitely, you described that so well. God bless you. Definitely. All right. So we praise one joy and slandered another. No. <laughs> no. We're not slandering. Gee, you call him the Megan Good. But he is the Megan Good. He's the, he is the Megan Good of like, is, like black actors. Is he the Shanti of actors? No. 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 Not what new are we Not new Ashanti. Murder Inc. Ashanti. Because new Ashanti can sing. Murder Inc. Ashanti. You got to use a current example. You uh-huh. can't, because she too old. You got to use a current example, then I'll be able to, like, measure the success. Or, like, measure the talent. No, I just like saying the fact that he's so monotone in his roles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you saying it My in that in that content, been the same character for the last like seven years. Yeah, like there I've seen I've seen no growth in his characters at all. Yeah. Or not now. I want to say no growth in his characters. I haven't seen any growth in his like skill acting and skill. Yeah. yeah. His skill. I I have never I haven't seen his skill. Now as far as like him making me believe that you know. He's finna save the day for this couple of minutes. Yeah, he can do- totally pull that off, and I can be engaged. But if you're really talking about the skill of acting, um, and how some you know some actors are able to just embody the person that they're playing, the character. To, he needs to be a. Uh, he's not that. He needs to be a soft ass suburban dad in his next movie. Or something like I don't see Michael B. Jordan like. Busting out of that. I hope he does. As he gets older, maybe he'll bust out of it. Maybe he'll become like a Will Smith. Maybe. Where he's playing like Independence Day 2045 or some shit. He gonna be that same. He gonna be that he guy. Be that like Will good, Smith. Good. Like the cute guy that's coming to save us from the aliens. What's Fab's name from uh from uh what? From all like the the dark skin. Actors. Oh wait, hold on. The back to my Google moment. Yeah. Google, Google your moment, friend, bruh. Cause we gotta like be accurate when we speaking these talented brothers' names. I don't understand how I continue this continuously have Travante an hour twenty minute episodes. Um, you say Travante? Yeah. Yeah, he's this. Black, his name black as hell. Yeah. That's the problem. You he probably he could have came out with like a sexy actor name. Like, yeah. like I mean, uh I don't I, know. I mean, David or some if, shit. If if you got a potential resume sent over to you for a role and the actor's name was Trevante, would you be like Trevante though? Yeah. That's what's been stopping him his name. He needs a stage name. <laughs> I don't know if I would like hate on the name. You would definitely judge. I would, but I would be like, this is tricky. I would definitely think it's tricky. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would like. You would not expect this guy to show up. No, like, but then again, you will never receive a actor resume without a headshot. So if I saw his headshot, he's definitely coming to the audition. No (laughs) question. No question. Like, call him first. How you feel about John uh, Boyega? I like John Boyega. Yeah. I think, like, because of his, like, his role selection, like, he was in Star Wars. I, I have not seen one Star Wars film 
at all. Please don't kill me, but I haven't. Uh, that's one like genre that I've never like. Fantasy is something that I've just never. And I don't even know if Star Wars is like fantasy. I know it's like adventure, but it has like a level of like I don't know. Is it fantasy? I'm no, sure. it's definitely fantasy. Um, but fantasy. yeah, for fantasy has never really grabbed okay. me, so that's why I've never really been interested in Star Wars. But um, other than that, like uh, from what I've seen of him, he's got a dope film on Netflix right. that he's in um, where he's playing um, um, an older brother that's protecting his family. Uh, what's the name of that film? Oh, he's been in a couple of films. Oh, he was in Detroit. Did you see Detroit? They said uh, Detroit just makes you upset. Yeah, I have not seen Detroit. I don't know. I got to be careful on digesting movies about how white people be screwing Imperial themselves. Dreams, 2014. It's, this was on Netflix. It was a dope movie. I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boyega Cole. Boyega Cole. It's, it's enough male actors to get Michael B. Jordan out the paint. Um, yeah, it's just Michael B. Jordan is the cutest. Down, that's all. I'm definitely down for replacing Michael B. Jordan with Travante. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely down for that. They just got to give Travante more chance to be an actor. Right. They're not giving him no chances. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have a whole lot of faith in dark skin men, so. <laughs> but we need to change that. <laughs> we need to change that. <laughs> Yeah, when they got to give, you know, our dark skinned men more roles. I'm glad Jordan Peele uh, is tapping into that. Like, man, I'm, don't even talk about that, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There has never have, been. He did not have to do Winston Duke like that. I'm, you, I don't even want to get back into it. <laughs> I don't even want to get back into Aside it. Aside from his character, I was going to speak on just the fact that he had all of his leads uh, dark skinned. So he's giving dark skinned people love. Yeah. He's hopefully encouraging What's, other filmmakers to do the same. Who is that with the uh, my man's with like the yellow eyes? His eyes either yellow or bloodshot red. Who played in Get Out? He um, got an African name. You talking about? He always uh, like he finna cry. Who Daniel? The yeah. lead? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is his name Daniel? Yeah, it's Daniel something. I don't yeah, know I, his, 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 his la the last names, you know, guys. African. We can it's take a stab African. at it, but I'm just gonna forfeit yeah. my stab at it. Yeah, he got those. I'm gonna cry eyes. <laughs> but he was cold in widows, though. Dude got yeah. man. Dude can act. He can. Yeah, act. you know, I wanted to see widows for. Because you didn't of see the widows. That was in the oh, you widows. got to see widows. Yeah. You gotta see it. Yeah, you gonna like check it. Check that out. You know, like, I mean, it's 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 definitely. But he played like a like a drug lord, like yeah. a gangster in that. He was great. I and I couldn't even picture him playing that. Oh, he like embodied it. He yeah. embodied it. Like I was at, at first, I was like, really? But then I started to believe. I was like, oh, he killing this. He killed That's it. Crazy. Killed it. Killed That's it. Crazy. He's a great actor. Get out, man. Put him on, man. Shout out to Jordan Peele for putting on. Like, Jordan Peele is making history, folks. I believe our children are going to be watching films like Get Out, just like we watch old horror films. Um, we know some of the great filmmakers that have made horror films. I feel like Jordan Peele is on his way. This is, like, the start of his career. Um, and he's, I mean, he's just, like, um, not even like close to the tip of the iceberg as far as like his creativity. Um, I know he's got his hands in like the new Candyman um, or something like that. He better not fuck that up. 
Well, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> well, Chicago gonna slaughter him. Because, you know, Candyman was originally shot in Chicago. And Cabrini, right? Yep. Where they gonna shoot it now? I don't know. Eaglewood? That's if they come back to Chicago. <laughs> That's if... I we mean... We better not have no Georgia Candyman. We better not have no New York Candyman. Jordan, I'm finna say Jordan Peele might go to New York and shoot in one of them. <laughs> I'm not here for that. I'm just saying. I'm not here for that. Hollywood switching up. Like, they being... They trying to be unconventional. I'm not here for that. But he did shoot... Uh, the HBO uh, series here um, in Pilsen, uh, Lovecraft Country, he shot that here. So maybe right. he'll come back to Chicago. And yeah. that, has, that hasn't even been released yet. People don't even know about Lovecraft Country. So you've heard it here first, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. Lovecraft Country Yes, Jordan that Peele. Jordan Peele, I think, is the executive producer and director of a TV show um, that filmed here in Chicago. <laughs> called Lovecraft Country um, that's supposed to be premiering on HBO. I don't know when it's coming out, but whenever it's coming out, we know it's going to be awesome. Um, I know some of the crew members that work on it. And, uh, yeah. Never smoke a switch. (laughs) (laughs) I ran out of vegan raps, guys. Listen. I'm not trying to kill this man. I know he got mouths to feed. This lady... Right here, this this <laughs> black woman, this black queen right here, is has vegan raps. Yes, yes, vegan raps. Yes, and they are amazing. I did not know. Amazing. I thought all raps was vegan. No, like, no. This animal products and other raps, like yes, yes. Y'all yes. blowing my mind with this. I think I think vegans just be making shit up, honestly. <laughs> I, mean, I think some of it is scientific. Like I do, I think some some of the studies are true. What makes but I think it's over exaggerated. More vegan than a Swisher. Well, it's because I think it's just because it's nicotine free and it's all natural. So I think they just slap the word vegan on it because that, I think they just feel like. They just slap the word vegan on it because it's not really the real thing, but it's just. It's a better thing that can do the same thing that the real thing does. <laughs> See, that's so. what I'm saying. Vegans just out here just like, hey, listen. You so maybe that's what it is. You ain't gonna find no dairy, no animals, <laughs> no nothing in this. And Vegan. It's gonna be 100%, right. 1,000% one, I bet experience. you money I'm gonna go to Whole Foods one day and they're gonna have vegan spinach. Probably. They're gonna have vegan everything. They're gonna have a vegan section. Where vegans can just shop for their food. And if you want some vegan, vegan, you can come over. Vegan oranges. But just don't bring your meat. (laughs) Leave your meat over there until you're on your way to the checkout. And then you can grab your meat. Alright. Well, (laughs) I appreciate y'all coming through again. And listening to us talk about us. The movie. Jordan Peele. Um, Yo... Uh, I appreciate Sam for joining me on this episode. No, well. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. Um, I have to go back home and listen back to this to see if I'll ever do this again. Hi. <laughs> um, I thought we had a great conversation. I think we did too. I think uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. Cool. I did too. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm actually, and I'm actually at her spot recording this, and it's all cozy. <laughs> 
like the temperature it's is cold like, it's, <laughs> but no it's not like cold cold it's like chilly it's like perfect under the blanket cold, cold yeah so you just like get this warm <laughs> sensation that just starts at your soul and spread to the rest of your body yeah <laughs> I am all for that. Like I could, I could, I could cozy up right now. And you sitting on the blanket just in case you wanted Man, to wrap that gee, around. Listen, if I'd have put this blanket on, I'd have been snoring on this podcast <laughs> already. But no, when he came in, I I had just recognized that my thermostat uh, batteries were low, <laughs> so it's not even like turning on my heat. So tomorrow I have to like get up and go buy AAA batteries to put back in my thermostat so I can have heat in my apartment. That's if I'm even here tomorrow. I'm probably right. not even going to be home tomorrow to even do it. So it may not even be worth it. So shout out, shout out, shout out, Chicago all day. Thank y'all for coming. Please remember to uh, continue to comment, rate, subscribe. Once again, I am I am practically everywhere and I'm getting on new uh, new podcast apps, third party apps every week. It seems like I've added three new ones this week. I didn't write them down, but they are. I'm talking about outside of the major ones, even like some of these off ones and stuff like that, like Beaker and stuff like that. I am there, just a cool thought podcast. Share it with your homies, uh, and continue to rate. Like I said, my uh. My goal is to get on a new and noteworthy list on Apple Podcasts, and I definitely know I need to garner some attention from the Apple staff, so continue to rate, continue to comment if you have something nice to say. Um, if you want, hop on SoundCloud. You can leave some comments there. Uh, we can have a dialogue about anything that I'm talking about on this show. If I've ever gotten anything wrong on this show as far as facts or anything like that, Yo, share it with me. Teach me. Let me let me figure it out. Um, my last episode, we talked about the feminine and masculine energy and how, you know, it just relates and how we as men have to deal with both of those energies on an inner level and outer level. And uh, there was no women involved in that conversation. Wouldn't mind a dope woman coming and having, being a part of that conversation with me and just give me her perspective if you know anybody that's into all of that energy chakra zen ish yo hit me up dm me cool thought on ig let's talk about it man like this is a cool thought this is a place where i just want to share just dope subjects talk my shit and you know laugh and enjoy it the whole time so once again subscribe rate come back i'll see you on the next episode peace